What's up, guys? Welcome to the Long Twos Podcast, part of the In the Huddle Podcast Network. Uh, I'm your host, Chad Larson, and today we're going to go ahead and continue the series that we kind of started last week, um, going top 10 at each position. Um, We started off with point guards. Today we're going to mix it up a little bit. We're going to actually move on to the small forward position. Um, Don't worry, two guards will get covered in another podcast, but to help me... uh, unlock the top 10 two guard or small forwards and you know kind of discuss got my good friend uh is it fair to call you a Bethel high school legend Bethel high school basketball legend I would think you would call me that okay Bethel high school legend uh and one of the funniest men on Instagram currently if you don't know um that's gonna be my good friend Milky Milky how you doing today man uh, I'm good man I'm hanging in there just trying to stay up in these crazy times yeah word man word uh can never be too safe right now and need more people like that people just staying positive so um with that being said we're going to discuss the small forwards first and then after that we're going to kind of get into uh what milky's up to right now and then what is like the life of a college athlete so with that being said let's get started um Milky, you're the guest. I'll let you have the floor mm-hmm. first. And we're talking about top 10 small forwards. To me, number one is obvious, but I'm going to just go ahead and let you yeah. talk. Uh, we all know. Uh, Goat James. You yeah. Know, Goat? The, the king. <laughs> LeBron. Yeah. Got to go with him, number one. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, to read off some of his, little, some of his resume, because when I was doing the research for it, it was – kind of crazy how much stuff he has like hall of famer obviously yeah three-time champion went to the finals nine times Mm. which some people hold that against him me i don't because a lot of people don't even get to the finals exactly i remember damian lillard one time he was saying like you know there are a lot of people who are zero and zero in the finals (laughs) so (laughs) i'd much rather be three and six than be zero and zero but uh Three-time Finals MVP, four-time League MVP, um, sixteen All-Star appearances. You should have about six MVPs. Yeah, I saw some people actually debating that on Twitter the other day about because well, we'll get into the, uh, why I saw it later, but they were saying yeah, LeBron could have you know six, seven, eight MVPs. Yeah. I don't know if it's that quite that it's quite that many, but. I think you could easily make a case where he could at least have five or six. Yeah. So, because so. like that year, uh, that year Derrick Rose won it in Chicago. Like credit to him, but I think LeBron that was his first year in my or in Miami, and he put a he had he a great year. Was ball in that year. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. So, um, but yeah, sixteen-time All Star, fifteen-time All NBA, mm. uh, fifteen straight. That is, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Damn. I know. Um, and made all defense six times, and then people forget he had a scoring title, I believe, in his third or fourth year yeah. back when he was doing every single thing for Cleveland. A straight bucket. Yeah. So, um, obviously, like we said, no debate there. Greatest greatest small forward of all time. To me, the second greatest player of all time. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't even think we need to yeah. say anything more yeah, about him. Every Everything's been said. Yeah. There's no argument there. Yeah. Um, number two for you. Number two for me, yeah. uh, I think it's Larry Bird. Okay. That's that's who I had as well. Yeah. That's who I had as well. 
Um, I feel like one of the mm, – I'm not going to say underrated, but, you know, when you look at his highlights and his career, he wasn't the type who was, you know, dunking on people or yeah. making the flashy play. So I feel like he almost kind of gets overrated or underrated sometimes and overlooked. Yeah. So. He had a simple game, man. Yeah, um, exactly. People always want to see somebody doing some crazy stuff, but the numbers don't lie, boy. Yeah, I mean, career averages 24 points, 10 <laughs> boards, 6 assists. That ain't bad. Yeah, shooting 50% from the field, mm. which for a guy taking the shots that he was taking, like, he has no business to be shooting 50%. Hell no. <laughs> he was taking some wild shit. Exactly. So, yeah, I heard. I think he got MVP three years in a row. Yeah, that's what that, – that was the debate that I saw on Twitter because they were talking about Larry Bird was the last player to win three straight. Yeah. Um, and that was like – almost i want to say like 30 some years ago yeah so they were just saying like lebron should have won three straight which obviously i think he he should have uh-huh. you know at some point yeah he should but that just shows you how great larry bird is right you know that he won three straight because yeah. i mean i think the list of guys that do that is only like five people mm. and so yeah Word. uh we got number three next yeah Mm. This one should be to me. The top three was pretty obvious. Although I don't I know if you would consider this guy a small forward. Mm. I would say I can't. I don't know if he a a shooting guard or a small forward, but I'll say Kevin Durant. Okay, yeah, that's who I had. I had him as a small forward as well. But if I couldn't pick, if I couldn't put him as small forward, I'd probably pick Julius Irving. Okay. At number three. Okay. Yeah, I had I had Kevin Durant third, and then Julius Irving fourth as well. So we're 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 we're, we're synced up there. Yeah. Let's go ahead. We we'll talk about Kevin Durant first, since he was kind of the I'm not gonna say the main choice, but the one who we kind of yeah kind of say is third. Um, what you know, I think the the crazy thing about KD was um, he was kind of coming in the league right as LeBron was starting to establish, like, I'm the best player. Yeah, and, dominance and yeah. all of that. And people were thinking, like, man, no one's going to, you know, no one's going to be able to challenge LeBron for a long time. But That like, was a damn lie. Yeah. I was going to say, KD came right in and – and uh, His first year, he probably – I think he averaged a dub. Yeah, he averaged – Yeah. dub plus. Yeah. I mean, I remember his first three years, he went – 20 points a game his rookie year, 25 his second year, and man. then was averaging 30 his third year That's in the OD, league. Man. Like, to to up your scoring by five points a game, like, as a scorer, you know. Like, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. And, and, like, the NBA, you don't really learn, like, you don't really learn, like, the NBA game fully until you in, like, your fifth, sixth year. As far as, like, having to trick the refs and stuff and, yeah. like, how to really get to your spots. And he was doing that in the third year. Third. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's one of the most gifted, probably the most gifted, like, pure scorer yeah, I've ever seen. Probably. I mean, seven foot tall, can handle it, can shoot it. You know, has, I think in the last couple of years, has actually really developed his post-up game kind of nicely. Not necessarily, like, low block, but, like, mid-post type. Yeah, mid-post, like, free throw line area. Yeah, especially, I mean, you put a smaller guy on him, he'll just face him on that in that area and then just shoot over him. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, so I mean, two-time champion. Do you do you hold do you hold him going to Golden State against him? Man, I don't. It's hard because 
I understand like how he was feeling after I listened to him to him talk and yeah. after I watched the documentary that he did. Mm-hmm. And he was like he was unhappy where he was at, basically. Yeah. I don't think it had anything to do with how well Golden State team was put together and anything like that. He was just ready to have fun in basketball. Yeah. And he wasn't doing that in Oklahoma. So I can understand that, but I don't I don't appreciate that. Like his mm-hmm. his championships, they don't they don't mean as much as okay. if he would have if he carried OKC or yeah, something. Exactly. I yeah, I think uh, I understand why people don't hold like hold them with as much weight. Mm-hmm. But to me, I think the thing that kind of sets it off is the fact that like how well he actually played in the finals. Yeah. Like if he would have just been like a guy who was putting up like twenty. You know, just kind of doing his thing. Then I'll be like, "All right, yeah, those championships don't count." But yeah, he carried the load for them. Both I mean, years. he was putting up like thirty-five. Yeah, in the finals. So, you know, that was that's the one reason why I think he, you know, kind of deserves credit. Because because looking at their roster, like looking at the finals, I don't think they would have won the second one, especially if he wasn't there. Nah. So I just you ain't gonna beat bronze two times in a row. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, because they would have had, I mean, they would have had Iggy to like defend him, but yeah, right. offensively there was no one who was who was really going at Braun like yeah. that. So at least at the wing position. So ten-time All Star Kevin Durant is nine times All NBA, six straight first teams, four-time scoring champion. Hmm. Which, you know, I mean, he's he's starting to. I didn't realize he's actually starting to get kind of not old, but he's uh he's like thirty-two now. Yeah. So he's really on the down. I could easily see this Brooklyn contract maybe taking him, you know, to the end of his career or something yeah, like that. I think so too. Because I don't, I don't think he, he doesn't really strike me as the guy who's gonna like, you know, hold on to basketball to the very bitter end. Yeah, like he seems too comfortable in in his ability and will walk away early yeah. instead of walking away late. And I know he got a lot of outside things going on, yeah. like filming and directing and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So. It was to me. It was a shame that he missed is missed this whole season and all the injuries that he has had because uh, I I really wanted to see like I thought easily he was going to be able to break the scoring record mm, um, definitely because I think he's just now let me look it up but I'm pretty sure he's just now hit like twenty thousand points mm. which don't get me wrong like that's way more points than I've scored in every gym <laughs> except maybe Langley Air Force Base I don't know. Yeah. I might have I might have close to that up there. I might got a million at Langley. A million? I might have. Okay. Leading scorer there? <laughs> top five. Top five. I'll t- yeah, I say I'm top five. Maybe top three. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, Kevin Durant, uh, actually just under 23,000 points mm-hmm. right now, which, like I said, is a whole bunch. Um, but for a guy who, like, you know, you watch him play and you're like, he could be like, he's the greatest scorer ever. I just mm-hmm. don't feel like. In the end, the the totality is going to match up to how much, like how great we think he is, yeah. you know. So, but uh, now Julius Irvin, you know, it's funny we were talking about looking at someone at the end. I feel like Julius Irvin was a guy who all we know him of is the highlights. Yeah, that's all we got. This I don't think I've ever watched a full Julius Irvin game, like not even on NBA TV. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't even remember them showing any because he was like coming in. Really, like, just as they were starting to even televise games. Yeah, So exactly. Because I think the year he 
he made the finals with Philly his first year. Shout out Philly though. You're yes, you're wearing some Philadelphia yes, sweatpants sir. right now. 76ers, baby. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Philly. We would have been in the finals this year. Hey Russ, coming back. Y'all still got a chance. Yeah. I still think y'all should have traded for my guy Ish Smith. He would have helped y'all in the playoffs. Definitely. But uh, could have used Ish. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get some Wizards plugs in there at some point. For but but yeah, they I mean his first year in the finals, they weren't even showing the finals live. Yeah. Like think about how crazy that is now. I mean, we go crazy for the finals every single game. It, really the whole playoffs every single I game. I can't even think. Like this year without the finals, even though they said the NBA is coming back, so we ain't gonna be without the finals, but yeah. but even if it's just like feels different than how it is, it's yeah. still gonna like so imagine not having like being a basketball fan in the seventies and like having no options to watch games at all. Like you literally just waiting for the outcome at home. Yeah. I was gonna say you you read the newspaper in the morning. Yeah. That's the only that's your version. Like of, you run into the corner store trying to get the newspaper. <laughs> I got to see who won, man. Shit. <laughs> Six AM running running to the running to your seven eleven, making sure you yeah. you got the paper. I gotta tell the story about Julius Irvin, because he played Oh, for, wow. the, for the Virginia Squires. Very if true. I'm not mistaken. ABA, so, yep. My one of my old AAU coaches, Coach uh Coach Burton. Okay. I know some of y'all might know that's BJ Dad or whatever, but shout out Coach Burton. Yeah. So he told me that he ran, he ran all the way from Tab area <laughs> on foot. He ran all the way to HU to watch Julius Urban play. Wow. And he said he didn't regret it. <laughs> that, that's the thing the people that watched him they say like he, there was no one like him yeah so Glad i jesus i think that's his nickname. yeah that was definitely one of his nicknames yeah and he was like the first guy to me who was like an icon for basketball yeah. like when you think of like obviously probably like magic and bird but yeah. like right before that dr j was like the yeah. face of the league he was it yeah which is crazy because he didn't even start off, you know, in the NBA. Which I think if he would have played in the NBA his whole career, he would be a little bit more appreciated. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, he'd been ranked a little bit high on them lists. Yeah, ooh, I don't know about that. I mean, it'd be t- <laughs> it'd be tough to get higher than than fourth with the three in front of him. Mm-hmm. But but no, nah, I think he would just get more love as far as like like where he is like ranked all time. Yeah. Because like those beginning years, I was looking the numbers up. He was putting up like. 30 and 15 for the Squires and all that stuff. He probably was demolishing people. Yeah. I mean, he was like, from the stories I heard, he was like just so much more athletic than yeah. everybody else. Yeah. And that's what that's what you always hear is, I mean, we've seen, we've all seen the video of him going, you know, scoop shot yeah. around the backboard. My dad said niggas was hitting their heads on the backboard <laughs> in the park. Because everyone was trying to do that move right after. Everyone was trying to do that move. But yeah, Julius Irvin, one of the first icons of the league. Um, yeah, moving on to your number five. All right, number five. Um, let me see who I had at number five. Scrolling vigorously through the iPhone notes. Yeah, I'm gonna have to put. Mm, have to put. Well, I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> but number five is between. Between Pip and Dominique Wilkins for me. Really? Dominique, that okay. Yeah. I, I could see Pip. Um I actually put him number six for me, so I I'm I'm with that. Yeah. Um I think he had a lot of 
his stock has really been pushed like up since that last dance. I'm telling you, boy. Cause like we all I consider myself a pretty pretty good like basketball fan. Like I know my stuff. Yeah. But some of the stuff that like he was doing, I just didn't I didn't understand his story completely or like how much he really meant to that team. Yeah, like because in some of the some of their best moments that they needed him, he won't even there. So I'm like, dang. Yeah. Like, was he was he as as valuable as they say he was? Yeah. But, but you got to think that was – he probably was doing a lot for them during the season too. Yeah. So – And I just think his, his versatility for them was the part. Because if you look at their roster, like outside of Jordan and Pippen, everyone else was kind of just like a specialist. Yeah. Where they would have like one skill. Yeah, they did one thing great. Yeah, like, but Pippen was that guy. You could, you know, you needed him to guard. He could guard. He could run your offense. You know, he yeah. could score for you if you needed. You know, if Mike needed a break real quick, so yeah, he could do a little bit of everything. Definitely one of the most versatile players. Yeah. So um, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and put him at. at I'm five. gonna put him at five. All right, Pippen at five. He was, uh, as we know, six-time champion. Seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA. Um, the crazy thing is he made All-Defense ten times in his career, which is like – I mean, that's pretty insane. for Like, the list of guys who make it double-digit times, very, very short. Yeah. So they, one, might, they might make it double-digit times? Uh, dang, you're putting me on the spot right here. I don't think Mike – I don't think Mike made it double-digit because I think he stopped playing defense at the, at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> Except in the playoffs. He would only pull it out in the playoffs when he needed it. I'm looking right now nine times. Yeah, so almost. just just short. Just short. But I think Mike uh I think he'll be comfortable knowing that Scotty made it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it worked out for him. Yeah. <laughs> they did they did some good things together. So yeah. I know he ain't tripping on that. The the craziest thing about Scotty <laughs> Pippen to me is uh because, you know, as you see, I put a little – I do a little bit of work, research on some of these guys just to make sure I'm not, you know, just letting my bias, you know, yeah. or whatever. But Scottie Pippen played in 208 playoff games in his career, which is like – that's almost four full seasons of playoff games. And that's way more than any of these other guys on the list, with the exception of LeBron. Yeah. Because – I mean, LeBron's not human, so he doesn't really count. Yeah, but <laughs> be a damn robot or something. Yeah, but two hundred and eight playoff games—that's a lot. Considering, like, at most, you're probably playing like twenty a year. Yeah, that's like ten straight years of like deep, deep you're going deep in the playoffs yeah. every year. Exactly. Golly, because they made—I mean, they made the conference finals. I think two years in a row before they even went to the finals, mm-hmm. and then even when Jordan retired. Scotty still took them to the, I think, I don't know if they made the conference finals or the second round. but I think they lost in the second conference round. finals against the Knicks one year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was the second round, but yeah, it was. To the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. to the Knicks. That was I'm to sure. the Knicks. Because yeah. then the Knicks, I think, went out to. Yeah, you're right. They, I think they lost to the. They lost. They to lost somebody. to somebody. Yeah, I can't. I can't think Pacers, off the top Avery. of my head. Might have been them. But they lost to somebody. Or no, maybe it was Orlando. It might have been Orlando. Anyway, don't 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 yeah. fact check us. We're just in, <laughs> this is just like a barbershop conversation. We ain't we ain't we don't have it all in front of we went us. Went to the finals with uh with the Blazers, the Trailblazers. No, nah, they well they 
would have, but the Lakers knocked oh, them out. Oh yeah, I'm tripping. I'm yeah, tripping. that famous Kobe to Shaq alley oop. That was what yeah. that was what killed it for them. That was crazy. But yeah, that was that was the thing. He had this whole like second act when he went to Portland, where he was like a almost like an Andre Iguodala type. Yeah. And but was still like super valuable. Yeah. So I was watching them games and he was. Yeah, because that was. I mean, for us, we're about the same age, so that was probably when we first were watching. You yeah, know, the league and all that getting stuff. Getting into it for real, for real. Yeah, because I mean. Anything before like 03, I'm not even gonna lie and say I remember. Yeah, so. I ain't even gonna cap as a young boy say. <laughs> uh, so number six, you got Dominique then. Yeah, number six, I got Dominique. I got you. Um, the only thing I, I will say, he he kind of falls in that Julius Irvin mm-hmm. as far as like the explosiveness and the athleticism. Yeah, but uh, but he was way more like actually skilled. As far as like being able to score, yeah, people think he was all dunks and stuff like that. But I was watching some of his. I don't watch a couple of his games before. He had a nice mid range game. Yeah, I mean he's one of the he's one of the highest scores. You know, I'm pretty sure in NBA history. And you don't score. I don't give a damn how athletic you are. You're not gonna score. I'm pulling it up right now. I, I, I yeah, you're not, not going to score twenty six thousand points just off dunks. Yeah, if you're not skilled, you ain't scoring that many points. Yeah, I mean, for him, career he averaged, he averaged twenty four and a half points a game for his career. Like that's <laughs> that that's that's up there with Bird, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say that's right up there. Yeah. The only reason why I don't, you know, I still have him in my top ten, but I have him, I have him ranked ninth. Yeah. The only reason why is because he never like. I don't think he ever made it out of the second round his whole career. Yeah. Which, you know, part of that I would say is him, and then part of it was like, you know, he didn't have the greatest teams around him. That's exactly what I was gonna say. The Hawks, I don't even I don't even know who was helping him other than um Spud Webb. I mean, they had like Doc Rivers. <laughs> Doc was not doing shit. <laughs> I was gonna say he wasn't like a great player, <laughs> but he was like their I he mean that's a, the thing. He was like their second best player. So yeah. you like when you look at that, you're like, you know, nowadays we're used to like the best teams, the second best guy is like still like a guaranteed all star. Yeah, exactly. And these days, like, you know, their second best player couldn't even, he was like a marginal starter. Yeah. So I, that's why I say I don't really blame Dominique that much. Um, but I kind of put him in the same category as another guy who I'm sure we're going to talk about later. So I kind of had them neck and neck, but mm-hmm. we'll talk about them later. Um, Number seven, seven I, think. I think this is. Yeah, seven. Seven, I got to go with. I got to go with big game, James. James Worthy, really. Yeah. Number seven. Oh. Let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. 90% of him being in the top 10 is just off the fact that he has one of the best nicknames. Definitely. Like that. That, that, <laughs> that nickname is undefeated right there. It really is. It really is. Big game, James. Damn. That means they know your ass is showing up. (laughs) Like, you know how much – but you know how much pressure is going to be on you, like, in a big game when your nickname is literally Big Game James? Yeah. Like, imagine coming out and putting up a dud. Mm. It's like, damn, I could lose this nickname after any game. Your name is done after that. (laughs) You're cooked. Uh, But, yeah, seven-time All-Star, three-time champion. um, Was actually the MVP – was the – Finals MVP one year too, I believe, and that was playing with you know Magic Johnson. Yeah. So he he really lived up to that name, as you said. Yeah. Um, 
I think in today's league, he would be more of like a like a straight up just power forward. Yeah, definitely. That's why I almost ain't say his name, but yeah. I mean, but for then, like, you know, the times he was playing, yeah, I was like, you know, people saying, you know, stretching the floor was out to the free throw line. So which is I can't even <laughs> that's that's ridiculous even thinking that that's stretching the floor. I know. If but you, he wasn't shooting that joint like that back then. Yeah, I mean, no one was no one was shooting threes. In the eighties, they had it. Did they have the three? No, they had the they had the three point line the whole time he was was playing. Disrespect, but (laughs) (laughs) but that just shows you like how little guys were taking. Like most guys probably didn't even know they had a three point line. They just seen it painted around. They're like, "What is what is this this? line for? Why y'all even put that out here?" Yeah, because I mean, you watch, you know those those they've been showing those Bulls games and all that stuff. Like that was even in the late nineties, teams. Total, were hitting like three threes. Yeah, they really was not trying to shoot that yeah. joint. So in the eighties, it was even more, you know, like if you hit a three, period, it was like you know, crowd goes wild yeah. and and like you know, confetti think- starts falling <laughs> from, the, from the sky. They'll think that's the furthest shot they ever seen in their life. Exactly, you know, and drop Steph Curry in the nineteen eighties. I think people would have a heart attack. Oh my god, they'll <laughs> think that shit was witchcraft. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say he'd probably only be able to play like two or three games, and then he'd go on trial or something for, yeah. for something crazy. You might think he's doing steroids or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yep. What's up, Aaron? Have you seen my black chair? I'm sitting on it. <laughs> I'm gonna borrow it just for a minute. I'll give it back. All right, we're doing. Sorry, that was a little live. That was a little live cameo from my sister. So we're good. Um, actually, this is going to be a good time for us to go ahead and take a break real quick. And we're going to come back, round out the top 10, and then just t- keep talking some, keep, just keep talking some hoops with Milky. Hey, guys, I just wanted to continue to uh, let you guys know about some podcasts that um, I've been following and, uh, you know, that I'm supporting, um, not only because they're uh, produced and done by, you know, people who I consider good friends of mine, but because they're really good listens. Um, and I'm talking about the hear me out podcast, which is, excuse me, hosted by my good friend, John Blankenship. He, uh, he just posts, he posts a new episode pretty much every Friday or Saturday, um, for the most part. So like I said, um, one of my other episodes, mostly movies, talks about tv um as well so a lot of pop culture um can put you on to some good movies also um some stuff that maybe you never thought about watching before listen to him talk about it and then you know you got yourself a new favorite podcast Uh, also the oh sorry this is live the let's get into it with keely podcast um hosted by another good friend of mine keely foster talks about you know life advice relationship her last couple episodes have been on relationships um goals you know how to start things and how to make sure that you finish them so a couple podcasts that i'm really passionate about that i love listening to and uh, i just want to you know let you you let you guys know um about them as well hopefully you guys can get into them too all right now back to the pod All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, as I said, we're going to continue to mow through the end of, you know, the top 10. Um, 
So, Milky, let's go ahead and do that. Number eight on your list, who you got? Number eight, I'm going to have to go with Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor, Laker, Laker legend. Mm. Um, played in the – was I think was drafted in, like, 1958. So, you know, mm-hmm. old, as, old as all get out. But one of the – Old as hell, too. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, – was falls in that same category as like a Julius Irvin and Dominique, um, as far as you know, athleticism. I mean, his nickname was literally the Rabbit. Mm. So, you know, when you jump in like that, that's how you know. But Rabbit, yeah. But also, um, you know, way more skilled than just you know jumping and dunking and all that. I mean, yeah. he has twenty three thousand points. And only played twelve years, so like mm. you know, yeah, that those are some serious. I mean, when you're averaging damn near two thousand points a season, that's like, crazy. Yeah, so made eleven straight All Star games, ten straight All NBA first teams, like ten I'm, straight. I'm t- yeah, like the only guys that have done that are like him, LeBron. I guess Michael technically, even though he retired yeah. and came back and all that, but. I mean, really, probably those three are like the only guys to make ten straight first teams. That's it. So, that, that, that's that, that's that's yeah, a real number right that there. Granted, man. No, that's a that real. That mean you the best. You in the top five in the NBA every year for a decade. That's crazy. Yeah, and most likely you're the best at your position for a whole yeah. decade, which is like what? Damn. So, yeah, I think he 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 really gets overlooked because of the era that he played in, but. You know, which I agree, like, you know, yeah. I mean, you were having guys who would be accountants nowadays yeah. who was. I think was playing plumbers and <laughs> electricians. <Yeah. laughs> so but, I understand why he was killing their ass. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, you got to, you, you know. still got to put that ball in the bucket. Exactly. And, you know, you can only judge someone off what they did with who they played against. So, right. you know, uh, definitely agree with Elgin Baylor. I had him a little higher. I had him at fifth for me. Um but yeah, I definitely agree. He deserves to be in there. So now number nine, number nine, we're getting towards the end. All right, these last two y'all might not like. I might get a little disrespectful, but <laughs> number nine, I gotta go with Adrian Dantley. Adrian Dantley could put the ball. I mean, one of the one of the better scores, yeah. you know, in NBA history. Big time score. I, I mean, he was right up there as far as, you know, career average, 24 points a game career. Um, the only thing with him, I'm pretty sure, and I'm pulling up his playoff logs right now. Yeah, I mean, playoff success was, yeah, I mean, for the first couple of years of his career, I think he played in as many playoff games as me and you combined. Mm. So that yeah, was like. That ain't too many. But I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, that is. Yeah. Until the Sixers give you that contract, then then, yeah. then we'll be getting some. That's around the corner. <laughs> but I mean, he still put up, you know, huge number. I mean, in Utah was putting up thirty two a game in the playoffs a couple years. So yeah. I definitely agree agree with you that he's one of the more gifted, you know, scorers. Yeah, he had some good years with um the Pistons. Yeah, had a couple yeah, a couple years with the Pistons. Couple years with or a handful of years with Utah. That's where he really made his name. Yeah, but was one of the first guys that I heard about. Obviously, I don't remember watching him because this is well before we were born. Yeah, 
but was one of the first guys who like really used getting to the foul line, mm-hmm. you know, to really get his points. I don't think um, I've ever seen him miss a, a free though. Yeah, I mean, when co- I watched him, career eighty-two percent. So, yeah. and you know, I'm looking at his years. Like, look at this. I mean, for for five straight years, he was averaging ten to twelve free throw attempts a game. Mm. Like that's. As a scorer, you know, like when you can get free ones at the line, like that just makes your day so much mm-hmm. easier. Because I mean, you get eight at the free, you get eight nine points at the free throw line. You you only got to hit a couple jumpers, and yeah. you at twenty five right there. Exactly, free throws make the game mad easy. Exactly, uh, we did win two scoring titles um, when he was in Utah. Uh, I mean, for his entire for the seven seasons he was in Utah, do average twenty nine and a half a game. Like, yeah, that's big time. So I mean, he was putting he up. Probably was yeah. Well, he won the two scoring titles, so yeah, he probably was top five, top two in scoring. Yeah. Oh yeah, and every year that he played in exactly. Utah. I mean, I mean, the thing is, he he averaged thirty point seven, thirty point three, thirty point seven, and thirty point six. God, be like for a four year stretch to be thirty a game every single night, Sheesh. and was playing like. And was playing yeah. 80 games every single year. Man, like, wasn't resting, rest. wasn't doing none of that. So. That was, yeah. I was So, that's a good shot. I didn't even think about Adrian Danley when I was making my, my top 10. But that's a good shot. And then, all right, number 10. Number 10. Last spot. Y'all know who I got to go with. <laughs> I'll be real interested because there are two guys that you have – not mentioned that are on my list. So I'll be interested to see which one of them. So or if either of them. <laughs> Number 10, I got to go with my man. Your man. <laughs> my main man, Mello. Okay. He was he was my number 10 pick yeah. as well. He was my Mello. He is like now don't get me wrong. People who know me, people who see me on Twitter, you know I'm not really the biggest Mello fan in the world. <laughs> I actually think he's Nowadays, he's one of the most overrated players. Mm. Not, I'm talking about like right now today. Like we can kind of agree. Oh, okay, he's okay. you know he's not the same guy. Yeah, yeah. But people still act like he is. That's the thing I have a problem. They with. just he's just well respected in the basketball world. Yeah, I agree. He's a guy. I mean, for twelve straight years, you could throw him the ball and he could go get you a bucket on anybody at anybody. any time. It don't matter who. So yeah. or. Gave LeBron hella problems, I yeah. might add. Oh, yeah. For, I mean, there was a real... He might have a good record against LeBron, actually. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember they used to play all the time, and it was always a big deal, you yeah. know, whenever... Because, I mean, both of them, 2003 draft, you know, they were drafted first and Mello third. Got, he won every rookie, rookie of the week. Month, Yeah, rookie of the month. Rookie of the month. Yeah. Joint. And still didn't win. Rookie, <laughs> that's disrespectful, yo. And if you really look at it, he kind of had a better rookie year than LeBron that year. Yes, I mean he carried the. I'm pretty sure the Nuggets made the playoffs his rookie year after being. He he can't. LeBron got to send that that award to my house, but we ain't <laughs> friends. If I'm mellow. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's that's another funny part. Is like they're they're best or maybe not best, but they're super they, tight, yeah, they tight, super close, banana boat crew, all yeah. that other stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Melo is the, to me the best thing about him, like about his career, is like you might find this blasphemous, but I never really felt like he was like a top five type of player. Mm. Maybe for like a little stretch there, 
in Denver he was. Mm. But that just hurts my heart. But, when you say that. but he always saw himself as like on the same level as a LeBron or as a D Wade or or Kevin Durant or those guys. So whenever he played them, he'd be like, Oh, but I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna be the best guy on the floor tonight. Yeah. And would actually go out and do it sometimes. Yeah, he made it a point to show yeah. them fools up. He had to make sure he was he was putting up, you know, thirty plus and was and was talking trash. Yeah. Um, but was really scoring really efficiently. I, I think people always look at him as like a gunner, like a guy who was just shooting a whole bunch of shots. But, yeah. but, but he was actually like pretty efficient. Yeah. He watched the game like he's getting he's getting good buckets. Like he's not shooting a whole bunch of threes. If he is shooting them joints, he they going in. Yeah. He hits a lot of mid-range, tough buckets. Mm-hmm. He probably another one of them dudes that get to the free throw line a good amount of times back back in his prime. Yeah. He probably was getting about 10 to 12 free throw attempts. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, you know, his early I'm I got got him up right now. His early years at Denver, he was between 8 and 9 free throw attempts for like mm-hmm. five straight years. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, I always wish he was more willing to go to the basket cuz like you said, I felt like he was because especially early in his career, he had that athleticism, oh, that yeah, explosiveness. Definitely. So I uh, dunks all of that. I remember when he was dunking on Paul Millsap. Mm. Uh, that's a video. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite dunks he ever did. Exactly. That's like to me. That's the iconic. The I'm back highlight. Dunk. Yeah. I think he had just got back from like an injury. Or I know it was the first game of the season, and yeah, I think you're right. He had just came back from like an injury or something like yeah. that. But yeah, he did that, and I was like, "Man, mm, this dude's crazy." Body to body, straight <laughs> disrespectful. Exactly. But uh, you got to give me his check after that dump. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I definitely agree. Like Melo is is like I said. I mean, I put him tenth as well for me. I don't want people to overlook him, you know, just because he might not have had the winning. Yeah. You know, of uh, I said, I said, um. Uh, he to me he's in the same category as like that Dominique and that Adrian Danley. Mm-hmm. Big volume scores. Yeah, teams kind of failed them, but I don't think that necessarily should reflect that mean that the player you know was yeah. a, had a it failed went, career or anything. Definitely went all on him. Yeah, I mean we saw, you know I know Team USA Melo kind of became like a cult hero there for a while, but yeah. you know he showed that when he was playing with great players, he was able to adapt his game. Yeah. It was just New York and Denver were never putting him around great players. Yeah. So couldn't get over that hump with the people he had. Yeah. Now one guy that you did not mention who I'm curious to get your thoughts on is one <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Mm. Uh <laughs> now y'all might think I'm a little disrespectful with this response, but I don't give a goddamn. Okay. <laughs> so I don't I I like Kawhi Leonard game. Okay. I can respect him. He's a good two-way player. I just feel like he hasn't done enough. Okay. I got you. I'm 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 with that actually. You know, I have him I put him ninth. I put him one spot ahead of Melo on my list, but that's just because, you know, the championships and the finals MVPs. Yeah. But if you look at I mean you look at his entire career, he's only made the all-star team four times, you yeah. know, only made three all NBA. Um, you know, part of that was, you know, he's been hurt a little bit, had, uh, had that one year in San Antonio that he basically took the whole season off Mm -hmm. right as he was kind of becoming a superstar. Yeah. So, 
you know, there are a bunch of excuses and, and reasons why, you know, people might think that he still, you know, deserves to be in that top 10. Mm-hmm. I put him in there. I don't know, you know, after kind of talking about it, I you almost probably want to take him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just because he he hasn't had that, you know, sustained period of success. Yeah. I mean, he's only been a 20-point scorer. Four times in his career, yeah, which don't get me wrong, like obviously, yeah, I was gonna say obviously that's really good, but especially in the NBA now, but but people just, I think people just assume that he's been doing this for so long, yeah, when really in reality he's actually pretty new to being, you know, a superstar player, exactly, and and the thing is he's already twenty eight years old too, so he's not. He's obviously he's not old, but he's no spring chicken. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see, you know, how these next couple years go for him. Obviously, he's gonna make a couple all stars, make yeah. some all NBAs, and he's gonna get in that top ten. But I just put it under the microscope of like if he retired today, you yeah. know, would he would he go down as Yeah, I just need I need more from him. Okay. Especially as far as like I don't know. I feel like he got lucky with San Antonio, like being dra- or getting traded to them and, and playing yeah, he got under lucky, that. And then, like the finals. I mean, he played good in the finals. He did. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he must have found like a lucky rock or something in his bag. I mean, yeah. When he did what he did in the finals that year, that was I wasn't expecting that. It was so surprising because up to that point in his career, you really had not seen that from him. Yeah. Exactly. So. But uh, but yeah, he uh, I will say though, Kawhi youngest Finals MVP uh, ever. So credit to him for that. Yeah. But still, you know, like we said, uh, we've seen him do it. It's almost weird. Like most guys, you'll see him do it in the regular season for so long, mm-hmm. and then wait for the playoff success. For him, I feel like it's almost the opposite. Like yeah. we've seen him do it in the playoffs so much, but for some reason, can never put together you know two to three Four. consistent years. Yeah. Which, you know, part of that's the injuries. Um, but, you know, injuries play a part in it. So, exactly. um, all right. Outside of that, I feel like I didn't really have any main gripes, um, you know, at the top 10. So I, I, I respect your list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had them jingled up in a little bit of a different order. But so now we're going to talk about you a little bit, Milky. Um, all right, all and right. just to give the fans a little bit of background, or maybe not fans, maybe you guys don't, maybe you guys hate the podcast, but. I appreciate you for listening. Um, you were a four-year basketball player at Virginia Union. Right. Um, played at Bethel for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, why don't you just go ahead and tell us about the life of a of a college athlete? You know, what are the challenges? Um, yeah, what were the challenges, basically, that you were going through, um, you know, as a college athlete, because we all hear about, you know, how great it is. We watch them on TV or go to the game, but, yeah. you know, it ain't all glory all the time. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, some of the challenges, well, first, like when you first get to college, uh, of course, you got like the the summer workouts or whatever. Yeah. And like for the first, I want to say for like the first month, like it was hard for me to adjust to the college game, like everybody, I mean, I could keep up with the pace, but everybody was just so much stronger than me. Oh, okay. So I had to get used to taking that bump when you drive in and yeah. I had to get used to like them being able to like put their hands on you and rock and like ride you pause. 
Yeah, because it's a way more phys- a way more physical game than the high school game, right? Yeah, and I was playing with like I was a freshman. I was eighteen. Yeah, and I was playing with a twenty-two year old sophomore. Oh, wow. I'm like, what, bro? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're going against grown men, and you're like fresh out of high school. Yeah, I'm playing so. against dudes that was coming out of jail, straight to school. I'm like, yo, <laughs> this can't be for real. That's crazy. Yeah, that that's was crazy. One thing. And uh, another thing, just like time management. Yeah, like you got to be able to put your if you want to be successful, you got to be able to put your time in the right places. Okay, so. Like as far as class, you get your classwork done. You got enough free time. Time out, time out, time out, Milky. Let, let let's set the record straight. We know you didn't actually go to class. Hey. You were there. <laughs> we know you didn't actually go to class, man. I went to some <laughs> of them classes. I'm gonna say that. Hey, you went to enough to get the degree. Exactly. Know, that's all that matters. Exactly. That's all that matters. Shout out to the HBCUs, man. Definitely, definitely. Keep doing their thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just. All y'all, whoever's in college now, just try to put your time in the right places and spend a lot of time in the gym and make a difference. Definitely. I mean, I feel like being a college athlete, it's different than a lot of things, but also the same in the sten- in the sense of if you want to be great at something, you know, you got to put the time in. Right. You know, and, you know, as you said, you know, the guy that you were both on and off the court the guy that you left as was what I'm sure a way different person than the person you came into college as Yeah, both good, you know, mostly good, I'm sure, but also probably some, you know, there's like ups and downs that go through no matter what, Yeah, but you just got to kind of stay steady, you know, throughout the whole time. Um, All right. So then let's, let's talk about, you know, now, what are you, what are your, what are your basketball plans looking like now, nowadays? I mean, right now. So when I got out of college, like, a lot of people might not know, but I like broke my foot like mm-hmm. three times within two years. I remember that. So, and I came back from it like every time. So, yeah. Right now, I'm sure that must have been pretty frustrating. Yeah, that joint is like every time you break the foot, you gotta wait three months before you could actually get back on the court, and then you gotta wait longer to really be able to go yeah, again. So you plan like yourself. But I'm good right now. I'm healthy. Uh, quarantine it gave me a lot of free time to work out and get in shape so good good i feel like i'm in great shape right now so i've just been contacting a lot of um overseas teams nice and so hopefully when everything is over and we off quarantine i could go overseas and play for a couple years nice nice yeah all right well you know I'm gonna definitely buy your jersey wherever you go. Yeah, whenever I go, I'm <laughs> I'm bringing jerseys back, so you ain't even gonna have to buy it. That's what's up. It's man. just gonna be first come, first serve. That's so. what's up. Well, you, I mean, you you definitely gonna make sure you hold one for me. Yeah, for so, sure, for sure. But um, all right. So a couple of questions that I'd like to do, you know, at the end, just to kind of yeah. lighten the mood a little bit. Favorite player of all time, like non superstar, non superstar. Yeah. Mm. Favorite player of all. It could be like somebody I know, like that wasn't in the NBA or in the NBA. Uh, well, we can go both actually. We'll do one NBA and then one non. All right, so one that was a good switch up. One non superstar in the NBA. Mm. All favorite player. Mm. That's hard, man. I would have to say 
Mm. We might got to come back to that one. Dang. I'm asking such good questions that I'm freezing up the guests right now. Hey. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm going to say I really I rock with um Jamal Crawford. Mm, okay. Jay Crossover. One of the It's between him and between him and Lou Will. Okay. Both kind of I could see that, you know, both six men, big scores. Yeah. Tw- get you 20 a game I off like, the bench. I like watching they they highlights and stuff a lot, especially Lou Will. So. Definitely. Yeah, Lou Will's, I mean, Lou Will's still killing it, you know. And Jamal Crawford, I think he just retired, what, last year? Yeah. So. I don't know. He should have been on the team, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Politics. <laughs> That's how it is in sports, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's go non-NBA. Non-NBA, my favorite player of all time. Mm, let me think. Let me think. This is going to be like a guy you saw in college, played with, played against, you know, any of that stuff. Yeah. It would probably have to be, shoot, I'm going to say my brother. Shoot. Shout, shout, shout him out. Shout out to your brother. Yeah, shout out to my brother. Uh, played at Bethel High School all four years. Okay. Varsity. I think one season he had an undefeated season. Oh, 30, wow. 31 and 0. Wow. That's big time. Um, What else? Uh. Seeing you Hall of Fame inductee. Uh, Your brother played at seeing you? Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. That's okay. why I always be seeing you in there working out. Man. Yeah. And that's basically like my career. That so. makes sense. What's your brother's name again? Davon Barton. Davon Barton. Yeah. Y'all go look him up. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um. All right. So, free, or, uh, favorite basketball memory? Favorite. Ooh. I might got to go like two or three. Okay. All right. So, go ahead, reel off a couple. My first joint is so this is JV, um, 10th grade. This was at Bethel. Yeah, right? at Bethel. So, we playing Warwick or whatever. So, the play, we draw up a play. We down by three. So, the play is not for me, it's for Kirby. Okay. Um, so, Kirby is, he's blocked off. His man is face guarding him. So, we can't get him the ball. So, I don't know why the hell I wasn't the first option in the first place, but I made the shot, so it don't matter. So I get the shot in the corner, and I make it, and it's tied up. So nice. we're going to overtime. But before you even get on the overtime, like I think I spent about like five minutes like celebrating like in the crowd <laughs> before they could get me back to the bench. <laughs> that joint was hilarious, That's man. funny. Marshall had to come reel you back in. Yeah, he was like, man, don't ever pull that shit again. <laughs> He said, but that was a good shot, though. <laughs> Shout out to Coach Marshall, man. Oh, my God. Oh, um, man, that's funny. What's another good memory? Uh, Another good memory. This was on varsity. My senior year, we playing. We probably, we was playing, I think it was WWT Woodson. I think they was probably, probably one of the top teams in the state. Okay. And, um. I think I had like thirty in the second half in, in front of uh, in front of Tony Rutland. So you was getting buckets, buckets. Yeah, I hit like seven threes that game. Dang. Yeah, and I remember like walking off the court. We had lost that joint, but I looked up. He's like, "Yo, number twenty five. He said, "Like, yo, you nice man." He was like, "Keep going." He's like, "You hit seven threes. I never seen that." <laughs> so the goat, so one of the Bethel goats. I was gonna say that's big time because that's like a Bethel legend yeah, right there. He shouted me out, so that joint made me feel good. And then my last one was in college. Um, 
I had like two two big scoring games. One game, well, no, I had like, yeah, two big scoring games. Mm-hmm. So one game I had like twenty five points in thirteen mm-hmm. minutes. Damn, so, I would say that's pretty good. Yeah, that's Melo would be proud of that one. Melo would be proud of that one. And then I had another one where I had fifteen points in five minutes. Dang. So yeah, and the crowd was like chanting M U U. <laughs> Milk Union University and stuff like that. They was wilding. So that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, that's probably my best basketball memory. Wow. Okay. So kind of that's kind of cool because it was you know one kind of taking you through your basketball career, JV, varsity, college. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Uh, all right. So last question. I kind of prepared you for it by talking about it before. <laughs> um, your last meal on earth. Mm, last meal on earth. Yeah. Talk to me. Probably gotta be my favorite food is Chinese food, so mm. it probably gotta be the roast pork fried rice with no onions. Okay, and gotta keep the no onions. Very yeah. important. I don't really eat pork like that no more, but I gotta have the the boneless spare ribs and the, the fried chicken rings. Whew. Maybe a, maybe a little side of General Souls too. Okay, with light sauce on it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch your figure, even even on your last. Yeah, video. you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, like I said, uh, Milky, great to have you on the podcast. Uh, really enjoyed doing this. Hopefully, you'll come back again sometime soon. Yeah. Um, what can we be looking for from you? What uh, What do you want? Anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Um, yeah, y'all just uh, y'all follow me on my comedy page on. <laughs> Instagram Milk Montana 2.0. I got a lot of funny stuff up there. I got a lot of funny stuff coming. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even just saying this because Milky's on this podcast or he's a good friend of mine. But he he actually does have one of the funniest pages that I've seen. <laughs> so definitely you will you will not regret following that page. Yeah, y'all tuning into that. But all right, um, all right, cool man. Well, thank you and thank you guys for listening. Make sure you all continue to like, subscribe, rate, uh, review, and uh, hope you guys are enjoying this kind of segment that I'm doing. And uh, we'll be back next week with more guests and uh, more top tens. Thank you all.